Rush and the inability as well. Turnover though by Boston. Now Simmons in transition. What a pass to MB by goodness! Posterizes Baines. Simmons all the way in and he gets a slam. Process that. Harris back on Adams on the switch. Harris shoots over with a rainbow three. Wow. It's in his hands. He's gonna sit on it. Five seconds remaining. Butler looks like he's going for the win. Butler heaves and hits with four tenths of a second remaining. Jimmy Butler delivers for his new squad. And hello and welcome to Top 3 Protected. I'm your host, Eddie, here with Eric. It is episode 19, we're almost at 20 of the podcast and uh the off season is in full effect so so far what has happened is the draft what hasn't happened but is about to happen is free agency so we'll be talking about obviously the draft and free agency and everything else in between uh eric how how are you how have you been i'm all right it's kind of hot right now just uh trying to stay cool and uh it's very hot ice cream but everything's all right the phillies are still in contention and you know, dark time of only baseball to hold us over. <laughs> how how did end. you feel about that uh, game today? Oh, I watched. It was a lot of fun, actually. Um, the teams are st- it's still a little susceptible to the big inning, and the uh, Phillies offense could be a little anemic at times, but it's always fun to watch a walk-off, and they looked like they had a lot of fun. Segura got a, like, a nice dunking of water at the end for his walk-off home run, which was fun to see. So yeah. you hope that, like, the momentum can swing and uh, – you know, they're getting on board with, like, bamboo and shit. So if they're about the meme life, then I'm on board with it, too. I definitely am on board with it. I think the run at the end in the ninth was crazy. Uh, that was super, super cool to witness. Um, but, yeah, so anyways, moving on. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, the the Sixers had the draft. Uh, the Sixers came into the draft with uh, the 24th pick and the 33rd pick. And the thirty second pick or thirty fourth pick, and then another pick that was in the fifties or forties. Um, there anyway. was forty two, and then there was fifty four. Okay, yeah. So and then uh, fifty four, we took Shy. How do you pronounce his last name? Mariel Shyuk. Yeah, Mariel Shyuk. That's who we took uh, with uh, to go along with our main pick, uh, who we traded up for at number twenty, Matisse Thibel. Um, now Matisse is another fun name, right? Another fun name. <laughs> another, I've another never very met a fun Matisse name. Before. You were saying you never met a Matisse. I've never met a Matisse before. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met a Matisse in my life. Nah, but I'm excited for the pick. How are I, you feeling about it? I, uh, well, okay. So different kinds of emotions. I, I don't like the fact that apparently Danny Ainge like knew that we were going to pick him. And so then he took more picks out of us for it uh, with 24 and 33. I feel like... Trying to pull the Alfred, Alfred Payton situation, right? With yeah, the uh, Dario swap. It was very hinky-esque. Very, very yeah. hinky-esque. Um, and it was just like, man, like this isn't the first time this has happened with Elton. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, it just being another one where we trade up with Boston to draft a Washington product. I just hope this goes better uh, this right? time. We'll have, to, we'll have to set some bamboo on fire in South Philadelphia. <laughs> I think it's a little different, though, because you're drafting for a different need. And That's true. The, uh, the Sixers went and got their guy. Uh, they're trying to hit him as the next Robert Covington. 
somebody who can contribute as a solid wing defender off the bench, hit some three-pointers, and above all else, play exceptional defense. Be a guy with hands, a guy who can get steals, who can get you the basketball, who can create opportunities to get Ben Simmons in transition. That's why I think there's a potential for a great fit there because of his hands, his length, the ability to spring the offense, uh, and, of course, an ability to give some of the fixer defenders an opportunity to rest uh, as he's on the second unit. He won't be running point or anything like that, but he'll be a key contributor on that second unit. Most definitely. I think uh, if you look at the potential with him and Zaire on the uh, wings off the bench, um, it could be pretty, uh, it could be pretty nice defensively on that end. Obviously uh, a 10 point lead could stay a 10 point lead for like five minutes. That would be, that would be very great. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. So, um, I think, uh, you mentioned his defense and, uh, for those that don't know, so, uh, coming out of Washington, Matisse Thibel's defensive numbers were insane. Now you could look at the fact that, um, what, what was I going to say? Uh, you could look at the fact that Washington did play in a zone, but the year that Markell was there, I'm pretty sure they played, um, man to man defense and he was still doing really well. Um, but as far as how Matisse Thibel did, uh, this past season, he averaged 3.5 steals and 2.3 blocks a game, which is just insane. Uh, obviously you don't expect those numbers to transfer over exactly in the NBA, but I think if you look at his highlights, uh, you, you read what everyone says about him. Um, I trust that this should work out. He's a six, five. He's really long. Um, honestly, he looks bigger than six, five. Do you? To to me, does does he to you? He looks bigger than six five. It's it's because his arms are lanky. Like with Fultz is six uh, one, but he was like you know six seven, six eight, six nine wingspan. He's a lanky boy. And uh, Siebel, uh, Matisse. I'm just gonna go with Matisse for a while, and then I'll uh, figure out his last name when I hear it at the Wells Fargo Center a few times. But <laughs> he he's, he's got arms, and he he puts them out, and he he disrupts lanes, and that gives your opportunity uh, for some people who might uh, need an extra step to get back, like an Embiid. Uh, give him the time to get back on defense so you're not getting broken back the other way. There's nothing that drove me more insane last year than, you know, get a breakout in transition, see a slam dunk, and have the other team come back the other way. Yeah, that was super annoying. Um, I definitely do think that Matisse will help with that. Um, or he's going to get insanely ill from, like... Oh, please don't say that. <laughs> from, like, an a- a- allergy to, like, you know, Velveeta or, like, Wiz or something like that. He's going to go down and get, like some sort of mad cow poisoning from a cheesesteak. But, you know, foodborne ailments aside, you know, there's an opportunity for this guy, if he's healthy, to really contribute off that second unit and to really play some lockdown defense. I can see, you know, like an all-NBA second team for him uh, based on his defensive prowess. Uh, So after that, uh, the Sixers um, decided to... uh, attached the number 42 overall pick along with Jonathan Simmons uh, to Washington, um, who then absorbed Simmons' contract, uh, which only had a $1 million guarantee for the 2019-2020 season. Um, Elton Brand afterwards said he needs every penny he can get. Uh, I don't know how I really felt about that. I feel like we could could have, I mean, $1 million guaranteed isn't that crazy uh, in the big picture, but... You know, I guess I guess they needed that. Um, I was okay with it because of the being overall weak in the draft. Um, there's, so there's you think be it was a week, so you think it was oh, so you're fine with the, with how they drafted overall. 
I'm fine with what the Sixers did overall because, you know, the it's pretty obvious. It's either, you know, Sixers throw Max at Butler and Harris. They both resign or one signs or they don't, and then they make their moves thereafter. The, the plan is still the same in terms of, you know, the win now. Uh, everyone's been talking, you know, uh, saying run it back, run it back, run it back. You know, just to see what happens if, like, JoJo doesn't have a respiratory infection or, you know, these guys have, like, a practice together and they go on a long road trip together and they eat waffles together and, you know, they do all these, like, fun basketball things and they become, you know, a cohesive unit. You know, there, there, there is opportunity there because a lot of these guys outside of Ben Simmons have the ability to really space and hit their shot. Right. That was that was just something that, you know, you needed a few things to bounce the other way. But uh, back to the over, back with the draft picks, I, I, I didn't think it was a weak draft, but it's, it's, it's the fact that the roster is pretty much filled up. You've already got your rotation. That's very true. We saw with what Toronto, what was necessary is that it was like an eight to nine man rotation. Um, actually had this. Uh, where are they? I had Kawhi and Kyle Lowry. You had Siakam and Gasol and Green. Those were the starters. And despite looking awful in front of us, uh, Dad Van Yeet or Fred Van Vliet, you know, he like his wife or girlfriend gave birth and he became a dad and he got like decked in the face and then he just started like bawling out. <laughs> after some, us though after us though not against us oh yeah after us but he played some exceptional basketball moving on uh Serge stepped up and had a couple of games where him and Kawhi just dominated the glass against Milwaukee and then uh Norman Powell came in and knocked uh, a few uh, a few shots off the bench but it was really just the eight guys and when you think about with what the Sixers have you know you've got Ben you got JJ you got Jimmy you got Toby you got Joe and then when you look to run with your bench You'd want to bring something like a Mike Scott. Definitely want to bring Mike back. You want to have uh, a Zaire Smith on the bench. Yeah, Zaire, um, Matisse. You want to have Matisse on the bench and uh, and uh, James Ennis. That's nine. I would love to I, bring James Ennis back. I have I have an inking. I I have a feeling he might not be back. I I don't know. Okay, so I think he's gonna get like a. I think he's gonna get more than the Sixers are willing to afford. But he's expressed interest in coming back, and he also knows like his place in line. And the Sixers are going to basically give him a number and they'll say, you take this or you go elsewhere. And we shake hands and say, this is what we agreed to do. And that's just how it's going to shake out because the Sixers have their priorities. 1A, Butler, 1B, Harris. Uh, it's just, just fuck a- Adrian right now. Fuck Woj with all his like rockets. All this j- oh, yeah. No, that's yeah. definitely all from Houston. So- we, but, we, we will definitely get into that. But I actually want to. Real quick on the draft, though. That's uh-huh. why I was okay with uh, picks being sold and why Elton's saying he's got every bit of money. I think he's got his nine. And if Ennis isn't necessarily like number nine, then perhaps he can find a piece elsewhere to plug in. I still think the Sixers want to make a run at someone like a Dwayne Dedman uh, using their mid-level exception right. to get like a really right. serviceable backup five. And so I can see where, every, quote, every million matters. Um, but the reason I was okay with it was because it was a weak draft and that there's already eight soldiers who are ready and in line, particularly amongst the top five. Uh, plus the, uh, the really like six and seven being locked up off the bench with like a Scott and Zaire and Matisse. That's, that's why I was okay with, uh, you know, punting almost and leaving some of those fringe players to be developed in, in stronger drafts, particularly moving forward as the uh, one-and-done is eliminated. They'll have more of an opportunity to pick amongst the uh, second-round pool. That's why I was okay with pumping for the future because the Sixers just don't have the space right now. This is an all-hands-on-deck, and we're about ready to go all-in. 
Uh, I definitely uh, see where you're coming from, and I actually kind of agree. And, and kind of speaking on that, that it leads it. We can go over the league stuff afterwards. But since you mentioned it, uh, I wanted to go over. I have it in front of me now. I won't get into specifics um, of of like all like the the salary cap and luxury tax and and the whole apron thing because it's like super confusing to try and explain and i barely understand it um so i I will refer you all to the athletic uh there's a whole article on it um written by uh philadelphia's own Derek bodner it's a really good article i suggest anyone go look at it it basically explains the financial situation should we you know quote unquote run it back so as it stands right now and it kind of speaks to what you were saying you imagine the roster would look like um so we have joel Embiid at 27 million we have ben simmons at 8 million we have uh providing we bring them both back on maxes we'd have jimmy butler at 32 million and tobias harris at 32 million um this is assuming that jj reddick will come back uh for 10 million a year mike scott for five uh we use the mid-level please 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 please, mike scott please yes uh and then we could use the mid-level exception on i presume would be the backup big and that could be around nine million dollars uh which i feel is Dwayne deadman yes and then uh and then we have zaire making three million matisse making two million and jonah making 1.6 million and then at that point you'd have three more roster spots that you could use for veteran minimum contracts tj 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 and boban i'm assuming are one of the are two of them in there if tobias is coming back um you do need a you do need a third big uh just just to have for like to eat some minutes against like you know the Knicks and Charlotte and the Hawks. Yeah, just somebody, some somebody like let Embiid like you know sit down for a little bit. So, uh, provided that the case, so are you? Is I feel in my personal opinion the best situation for me for up uh, for us I believe would be to run it back like with what I just read you. Yeah, I want to bring uh, back Jimmy and Tobias I, I, on maxes. Uh, ownership said they were down to pay. Luxury tax when that time comes next year after Ben signs his extension. And I feel like we should hold him to that. Um, they, this is like, this is their moment. They should put the money where their mouth is because I don't feel if you put that max contract five years on the table for Tobias and Jimmy, I don't see how they say no. Tobias only can only get a four though. Correct. Tobias can get five. I didn't know Toby could get five. I thought only Jimmy could get five. I don't know. Uh, I, I know Toby had the qualifier for five because he wasn't all NBA first team or uh, or uh, DPOY or MV, M- MVP. Oh, was well, Tobias ever on? He's not. Tobias ever on a first team? He's he's not. Uh, he's not eligible for like the super. Like Jimmy is because Jimmy well, can get and, the and Jimmy's the, been the, more in like, the in the league more years. Right. What is Tobias's number then? It'll be five for one eighty. Uh, five for, yeah, five for, uh, 188 around, um, other teams could only give him four years and 145. Okay. And Tobias is from Long Island. Yes. So the Nets are my which makes twice. the Nets a sleeper in this. Most definitely. I read flat earthing <laughs> and Tobias. We did, we did do him a favor and put his brother on the summer league team though. Yeah. Right. It's just two brothers. <laughs> so, two brothers playing basketball in Las Vegas. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot. One of the veteran minimum contracts are going to be taken up. Um, well, if it is a veteran minimum, it was just announced a couple hours ago 
that the Sixers will be signing uh, Shake Milton to an uh, to a, a long term deal, which is great. Hey. I, I'm I'm excited for that. I, I'm glad they did that. That's great. Boy's gonna get a chance to ball out. And uh, don't tell me this has said uh, that's the end of TJ McConnell because I don't want to hear it. The only the only time person <laughs> who's gonna tell me that TJ McConnell's not a Sixers when he signs a deal somewhere else because well, fuck that noise, not happening. But I, I realize what that means for TJ and his time here. Yep, I, I definitely. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. But it's gonna hurt, man. Uh, but I feel like unless he's willing to come back on a minimum contract, and I just think there's a lot of money out there to make. Um, I just don't think uh, he should go. He should go like he should go like to Memphis or low something. key. I think well, he might end up on the Lakers. That's just <laughs> that'd be so awesome. I'd be so hyped. I'd like that'd be I, crazy. I, I'd root for him. Can you imagine TJ McConnell, backup. Uh, the backup point guard on the like LeBron James, Anthony Davis Lakers? Just like shoving LeBron James to play defense. Remember when <laughs> Kuzma did that? He like shoved LeBron into like position and then LeBron capped him. Yep, that would be crazy. Oh, and speaking of uh, other uh, process babies and such, um, we have to pour one out for the homie Dario sent in a trade to Phoenix. I, the weather's nicer than it is in Minnesota, though. Yeah, but he's reuniting he's with Richon. So I think he, it's like it's like basically Italy there, and it's not that cold. So I think he's uh, going to enjoy the sun. You remember sunburn Dario when he wore those like shoulder pads or whatever, like uh, the long sleeve shirt. We like we played like two two games in Los Angeles, and then went to Phoenix, and then Dario went from like pale as fuck. He white was like to red, crispy red. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he had to like wear like shoulder sleeves because the sunburn on the jersey probably hurt him too much. That was funny. That was funny. That was we're, pro- funny. we're probably going to see more of a uh, tan and sunburnt Dario throughout the season since he's in Phoenix now. Uh, reunited with Rashawn Holmes, might I? That'll be fun. I hope he gets a chance to play some uh, backup point guard minutes, even though he's been playing more. Uh, yeah, ranked. some like point forward stuff. Yeah, that's an underrated part of his game. That's what he was MVP for in the Euro League and everything. Like uh, Dario is definitely an underrated facilitator, in my opinion. Um, but alas, Booker's going to eat a lot of minutes with the ball, though. Yeah, it's and and there is a chance that they get um, D'Angelo Russell. I don't know how real that is, um, but it's definitely something that Devin Booker reportedly has been lobbying for. Um, but yeah, so anyways, um, so are you in agreement with me? You just wanna you'd you'd want to run, run it back. back. Run it back. That's the best yeah, option. Yep. Yep. Throw all the money at Jimmy and Tobias, and uh, give JJ the nudge and be like, "Hey, remember two years ago when we weren't really that interested in basketball, but we still made the playoffs and we gave you twenty three million? That was pretty cool, huh? Yeah. And then he signed like a really friendly three year deal. And then you know the next year we're like we gave you thirteen million right after that. Yeah, I, I think if you uh, it's gonna it be definitely like a, was uh, a wink wink thing. Like. It definitely was a wink I, wink thing, right? Hmm. It definitely was. Uh, everything in the NBA is collusion now and uh, tampering, and that's just how it is. Like Kyrie and Kemba were just chilling, and uh, who was to know who was it? It was Kemba. I think it, it, was. it was. It was like Kyrie, Kemba, and Michael Jordan chilling in Paris, and then Kemba's just like, "All right, I'm going to see uh, the Celtics now." Yeah, but it was that also was because uh... Jordan didn't offer him the max, and Kemba literally walked into uh, Jordan's office. He's like, "Hey, max or nothing," and Kemba uh, Jordan's just like, "Uh, no." <laughs> yeah. um, I think Charlotte's going to play 12 games next year, but that's, they'll be fine. Oh. They'll have their own draft pick. So, uh, so, so th- since we are in agreement that um, they should run him back, we can, we can move on then, and we'll actually look at what has been happening around the league. Uh, so, 
Uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about? I kind of want to touch on before we get into all like the free agent stuff. I kind of want to touch. On, I want to know how you feel about the uh, the Pelicans um, and not only the haul they got for Anthony Davis, but now how do they look? So I think your projected starting lineup is Lonzo Ball, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and whoever their five is going to be. I don't think Hayes is going to start. Um, and they also have. Uh, yeah, they and they and they have Hayes and they have a bunch of draft picks and they have a bunch of money. How how do you feel about the and they got off the Solomon Hill contract. So how do you feel about the Pelicans? Um <laughs> uh, pretty pretty solid actually. They've definitely set themselves up for the future. Uh, great young GM, core. Their GM even said, you know, this isn't Zion's team, this is Drew Holiday's team and they they're, they're going to look to establish an identity for Zion and uh, play play basketball the right way saw what the Brooklyn Nets were able to do with that culture. You know, they'll hang out with each other, they'll play ball, and see, see what can happen in the West. It, the Nets made some moves very quickly, building a, a culture and an identity of doing basketball the right way. And it's going to start with uh, Zion Williamson. And, and he seems like a great kid. Yeah, he seems like a wonderful person. Uh, but I'm going to want to see strides with him on defense. Like, we saw strides with DeAndre Ayton, who was probably the most slept-on one overall pick in who the hell knows how long. But yeah. Aiton was playing some really nice defense last year. And if the Suns make a move and potentially win 10 more games than they did last year, it might be because uh, Aiton's uh, anchoring some defense at the five. I'd I mean, like to see he's Zion. He's definitely physically imposing. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm hoping Zion does. You know, Pel- Pelicans are going to lose a lot of games next year. And that's okay. Uh, they, could, they could certainly surprise, but I don't see more than 30 wins max. And yeah, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Too tar- it's too hard in the West. Especially if Kawhi goes West, it's going to be a bloodbath. I would, I, I will buy his plane ticket. I, I'll buy the private jet sponsorship to send that motherfucker West if he wants to go. By all means, <laughs> he, 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 he can Kawhi laugh his way to the bank in Los Angeles. I, I, yeah, right? Do you see that thing that a Bleacher Report put out where they did the SpongeBob victory screech and it was uh, Kawhi laughing? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, that was hilarious. the funniest thing I saw. From uh, that. My favorite Kawhi meme right now is the "What it do, baby?" That's my favorite one. That's my favorite one. He's, it's just so funny. He's an enjoying himself, and it's interesting too because Kawhi could do the two and one deal um, with Toronto with Raptors. Yeah, to make himself uh, eligible for that supermax contract, like yep. the five years at like two hundred and is it like two hundred fifty-five million or something. He'd be making like fifty million a Whatever year. Whatever it is, it's ridiculous. Is what. <laughs> yeah, you can thank LeBron James and Chris Paul for that and uh, fucking over the cap situation. Uh, they're gonna have to clean that up at some point, and yeah, that's well, also gonna be some think, of these some of these star players taking a pay cut or potentially. Well, I think there's a potential we could be looking at a lockout. So when the CBA runs out, I believe in either twenty one or twenty two, that's when that's when it has to be renewed, um, and. You know, the last time the CBA negotiations happened, that's where we got the idea of this Supermax. It came out of those CBA meetings because they thought this would make players not want to leave their team. Um, But then, in turn, it's just made players that don't necessarily deserve the Supermax be eligible for the Supermax. And also, I do think if you're going to have something like a Supermax and it's going to be that much, then you need to at least either have it not count against the cap or not have 100% of it count against the cap. Because if you look at a team like the Rockets, if you look at a team like the, uh, what is their name? The the Wizards. Oh, with John Wall and and the uh, the Rockets with Chris Paul. You look at um, how Charlotte would have been if they had signed Kemba to that super duper max. 
it by year five, your whole cap situation is 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 uh, effed for lack of a better word. Like, like there's not much you can do. You got thirty five percent of it uh, going to a player like John Wall, who what? And what did that, he do? He tore not, his Achilles going down the stairs. He tore his AC. He tore his ACL and tore his Achilles. Same foot, same leg. Uh, I'm not sure. All I know is that one happened like for a, a week guy after who the requires other. his entire game to be on athleticism. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. That, and that's 35% of your cap right there. And not only that, you're not eligible for it really until your third contract. So then at that point, you're you're like 28. You're in the 28. You're in like the 27. Depending on when you get in the league, you're in like the 27 to 30 range. So you're going to be 33 to 35 by the end of the contract when you're making the most money. Um. So... I, I don't know if it'll actually lead to a lockout. That's just what I think will happen because it's def like owners are definitely not are going to negotiate like some type of fix around this. And the players may not necessarily want that. Um, I don't, I don't claim to know what the solution is. Um, I do think that maybe you could just have part of it, not counting against the cap. Um, but anyways, we're, I'm getting off topic, uh, free agency. So uh, I, I didn't pose a hard cap. Why not? Why not impose a hard cap? And then, and then just, Ha- or or even eliminate the cap, you, you, but you saw what was happening with baseball. You saying and- do go go the whole baseball route? I mean, I feel like the NBA gets smaller at that point, right? The small markets wouldn't be able to compete. It it still happens in baseball. I, I I'd have to find find out what the numbers are on for like economic distribution of the revenue of the basketball team, where you impose not just a salary, like you know you remove the cap, but then you create a floor and you make yeah, these franchises spend. It, it, there's no there's no easy fix to this. Uh, I, I think the first like thing that they'll do will be to make sure that the supermax no longer counts against the cap, so that you know if Kemba was going to get like two twenty one from the uh, Hornets, but one forty elsewhere, right? That difference wasn't going to count against their salary cap because that's penalizing them for keeping their player. That's not rewarding. It doesn't that let them. Yeah, it doesn't let them make the team better in any way, shape, or form. Like Dame, isn't Dame? Uh, didn't Dame get the max? Oh yeah, I think pretty sure Dame's. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he signed it yet, but he. I'm pretty sure he's going I think he's to. Got sign it. Damian Lillard he, supermax contract. And and if Dame gets hurt, you know that's that's serious trouble. But that's that's what it is. Yep. Let's see here. Oh, okay, so Damian's so Lillard's contract is four years. It's four years, one hundred ninety-one million. So he has the supermax, but only four years. Um, and he has sixty-two million remaining on his current contract. Um, so the four-year extension would keep him on the Trailblazers for the next six years. Wow, that is a uh, that's a lot of money. Um. Anyways, uh. So other free agent news. Um. The Lakers today. Uh included the wizards they sent mo wagner uh isaac bonga and a third player i forget the third player's name uh to washington as well as a 2022 second round pick uh and they officially now have space for one max cap slot one max cap slot space now their current roster as it stands is lebron james anthony davis and kyle kuzma there's no one else on the team right now. Now, in my what opinion... What about there any draft pick in the second round? No. Oh, oh, they do have wow. one draft pick. They do have one draft pick in the second round, but they don't count against the cap. 
Um, and they still have Alex Caruso. Yes, and they still have Alex Caruso, who probably will be on the official roster next year. Um, Process so, of elimination, Alex Caruso. <laughs> so, uh, with that in mind, and now with them suddenly in play for all these big free agents, because um, they weren't uh, no more than like 12 hours ago, they weren't in play at all because they only had 23 million, 24 million available. Um, do you see them? maybe taking anybody away. I, I kind of have a hot take. It's probably not true, but I have something in my head that I think has a chance of happening, but I wanted to get your opinion first. What do you, do you think they should go out for that star? Uh, it is reported that Kawhi is going to meet with them. Now it was reported right after they opened up the space that Kawhi would then meet with them, uh, along with the Clippers and the Rockets, obviously, I mean, not Rockets Raptors. Um, and, uh, or do you see them going, uh, and, uh, bolstering up the, the the talent around LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, they might make a spicy offer to someone like a Malcolm Brogdon would be would be okay. something. Uh, now he just, is restricted, just, so the Bucks can match if they want. I know, and I think they do that to the Bucks to put them uh, above that. Uh, kind of like um, what's a good example of that? Um, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, Knicks offered, I think it was like, you know, 472 or something. And the Hawks were just like, uh, what? <laughs> and they just said no. <laughs> and then, so I, I think it's just kind of like a situation of, uh, you know, the Bucks kind of recognizing that Brogdon's going to get fair market value. And maybe the Lakers offer him a little less than a max, or maybe they offer him like somewhere of like two thirds of the max. And they got a max Middleton. The, <clears throat> precisely. And so maybe they want to do that to kind of like put put the window of Giannis, uh, I guess, into their win now mode as well to kind of force their their hand to say that look your your window is now and you're going to be a little fucked in the cap for the future if this doesn't pan out. So I, I think that's one option just because Middleton doesn't need the ball, but he can handle it when it's in his hands. It's not like a Redick situation where he uh, struggles a little bit to create uh, with the ball in his hands. Right. Um. But Middleton could just knock down, man. Or I'm sorry, Brogdon. Excuse me, Brogdon. He, uh, from anywhere on the court, just just a fluid motion, uh, and just somebody that I feel like would benefit from a LeBron James system. Because what does LeBron James want? Shooters who stay the fuck out of the way. Yeah, like, I mean it's like similar Ray, to like a like Giannis Ray, system. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Ray Allen, you know. Uh, like he's like Ray, go stand over there, and I'll let you know. And then it's just like game six, and it's like, you know, that I- iconic shot. And LeBron's like, please, Ray, please, please, my legacy. And it hits, and then bang, and then you know the rest. <laughs> yep. Um, so I-, I just see that as fit. I-, I don't know I don't know necessarily mon- the monies and how it's going to play out. But, like, right. some weird shit happens. And, you know, like, everybody's tweeting, like, oh, you know, like, the Lakers don't have a max slot. And then it's like three days later, it's like, suddenly the Lakers have a max slot. It's like, well, no it's shit. Like, whoa. You know? <laughs> It's like suddenly Anthony Davis waves his $4 million trade kicker, and suddenly LeBron James gives up the number 23. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we are going to have number six LeBron back. I think that's kind of cool, personally, that he did that. Um, I'm I'm kind of excited to see (laughs) number six LeBron. Um, But, yeah, so – um, a lot of people pissed for the uh, jerseys, but then he could recognize, he's like, yo, anybody who got a LeBron Lakers 23, you the real. Yep, Some you were like you that. were you were a day one or something. Um, anyways, so you believe that I was gonna drag Lonzo Ball to a fucking championship? <laughs> that I was gonna like Game of Thrones him out of out of the window? Oh, he got tossed out of there. Um, so w- the way I kind of look, so when the Lakers news hit, 
I thought about all the available free agents. Obviously, they're going to get a meeting with Kawhi. Obviously, they're going to talk to other people. Um, but now, this morning, it was reported that the Celtics are pretty much the front runner for Kemba Walker. Kemba. Now, if we look at the Celtics situation, uh, it hasn't been the best couple weeks for the Celtics. Um, Kyrie was ghosting them and is a, uh, out the door. He does, he is not returning. Um, and they're like, whatever, it's cool. We got the pretty much the same team we had the year that, you know, that we beat the Sixers. They got, took the Cavs to game seven or whatever. Then the haymaker came and it was reported that Al Horford is no longer staying. Um, he is out the door as well. He has. He wants the fourth year. Yeah, he has he the, fourth the fourth year, year over a hundred million dollar offer somewhere. We don't know yet. Al Al probably has the deal already done. all set up. Um, done. Yeah, it's done. done. Uh, we just don't know where yet. I, I'm thinking it might be Dallas. Um, but um, anyways, so and on top of that, they lost uh, Baines as well. Baines was traded because they needed cap space. Um, all of Australia. All of Australia was traded. I cannot wait to face the Celtics this year. Uh, their whoever their center is is going to be barbecue chicken for Joel Embiid. Um, anyways, uh, we'll we'll get to that later. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, the Celtics haven't had the best two weeks. But then it is reported this morning that they are the major front runners in landing Kemba Walker, signing him to a four year maximum extension around one hundred forty million dollars. But that was before. The Lakers were announced to have max cap space. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow at the last second, I know it's not likely, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow at the last second, you know, whether it's LeBron and Kobe and AD uh, flying to wherever he is or whatever or what have you, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers found a way to poach Kemba with the lure of rings and being a part of this dynastic type team um, and being the the flag bearer with AD when, as LeBron declines uh, for in, in Los Angeles, as opposed to Boston. Um, obviously this is just speculation. I don't have any sources, but you probably, you probably aren't listening to this because you think we have sources. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, that's just what I think could happen. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, but I think number one, it'd be hilarious. Number two, I actually would love to see it because the fit with Kemba and LeBron would be great, uh, similar to LeBron and Kyrie. I just don't think there's a chance in hell Kyrie would ever go back to be on the same team as LeBron, even if they had patched things up. I just don't think he would like how it looked from an optics thing. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think Kemba might go to the Lakers uh, if they don't get Kawhi. If they don't get Kawhi. We'll see. Kemba's, Kemba's going to need the ball in his hands to stay effective. Uh, LeBron would like to play off ball a bit more. Um, I've noticed that Le when LeBron wants to slow the game down, he's the facilitator. And Kemba off ball is interesting. I haven't seen much of it with him because he's been so ball dominant in Charlotte. He's been the one forever. And we'll see, we'll see what a max would look like with Kemba. Because LeBron knows that Year two in his four years in Los Angeles is the time to strike because there's got no three-headed Golden State Warrior. Watch the fucking Warriors tank and get the first overall pick. Don't I say swear that. to God. <laughs> I um, swear to God. I mean, I don't know I'm what they're going to do gonna, if Steph gets injured because then it's just Draymond left. Um, cause... Well, if Steph's going to get, like, quote-unquote injured if they're, like, you know, middling at, like, you know, the sixth seed and then watch them kind of, like, you know, taper off to, like, the 12th seed or something. It might play out, like, how the Lakers did this year, you think? 
or they yeah, or they do something like you know finish around New Orleans uh, where they did. And, and with the know, new lottery rules, you could be you could be the twelfth worst team yeah. and get a top three pick. <laughs> it that's what it is, and I, I, I'd be so mad, but yeah. I'd also think it would be yeah. hilarious. Um, uh, I, I'm just thinking from you know a standpoint of. You know, we're gonna see Curry put up Harden like numbers next year on Harden like usage. It'll be fun. It's be, oh, he'll have fun. It's gonna be Steph Curry and Davidson all over again. They'll just bring out the box and one all over again, and just <laughs> like have somebody chase Curry around, and it'll be like middle school all over again. And you can see like how Steph Curry broke the NBA. I definitely uh, hold on. I definitely would be excited to see 2016 Steph Curry again. That would be that would be cool to see, um, but. Anyways, so other other free agency news. So we touched on the Lakers. We touched on the Celtics. Um, and who else is out there? The Clippers, obviously, they're still in pursuit of Kawhi and have been. And Woj has been like their freaking employee uh, the past two weeks. Um, the Rockets. So you did mention it earlier. We could touch on it in full because it's definitely something I wanted to touch on. So earlier this week, um, somebody... Uh, not somebody, a bunch of Houston beat writers were reporting that uh, bunch of bullshit. Daryl Morey, what or Morey? Is it Morey? Morey? The the GM for the for the uh, Rockets was in heavy pursuit of Jimmy Butler. Now, because of Houston's cap situation, because of James Harden's max contract and Chris Paul's albatross of a contract, they uh, the only way it would be possible to get Jimmy Butler is if the 76ers agreed to do a sign-and-trade with them. Now, uh, some of the trades that were tossed out there, now it was just announced that P.J. Tucker would not be involved in any sign-and-trade. So really, the only trade that would work is uh, Capella and Eric Gordon um, and whatever else. But those would be the two main salaries that would work. They would get sent to us. Mm, I assume no. Capella would go to a third team because we don't need Capella. Mm, no. And... Uh, and they would get Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah it's not happening. Um, but anyways, mm, yeah. so at first I was like, whatever. It's just like, you know, it's it's free agency speculation. Then yesterday happens. And and um, and now uh, Woj is reporting uh, the Rockets are now uh, looking at what they can get in terms of draft capital for these three guys in order to convert the best first round pick in order to get Jimmy Butler. And I'm just like, in what world do they believe Elton Brand is going to just gift them Jimmy Butler for Eric Gordon and Clint Capella or gift them a, a, a Jimmy Butler just for a draft pick that won't help us win now? And this is the only summer we can spend money because next summer, Ben signs his extension. Once Ben signs his, his extension... We don't we have, have money bird, anymore. Right? That's it. Yeah, That's we it. don't have any money anymore. That's why we have to spend this money now. And I just think it has been ridiculous how much uh, how much speculation that topic had gotten because it's it's such bullshit and it doesn't make any sense when you look at it from the bigger picture as it pertains to the Sixers' point of view. Um, and because if Jimmy's gonna walk and Jimmy says you either trade me and get something for me or I'm gonna walk, then you're gonna go walk because the cap space makes way more sense for the Sixers to have than one year of Eric Gordon, who we won't be able to sign after, and, and Clint Capella, who will get us a what like a late first round pick, if that. Um, so yeah, it was it was just a dumb report. I, I was upset about it. I just had to get that off my chest. I, I imagine you felt the same same way, but but yeah. 
Yeah, and then like this three-way trade with the Celtics is like, why would we yeah, move Capella why would we to give fucking them Boston Capella? to get rid of Butler? What the fuck does that accomplish for us? It's like it's like, oh, well, you lose Butler for nothing. It's like, yeah, and then you get cap space, and then Capella's not in Boston. One trade, one trade that someone, one trade that someone brought up was the Rockets get Jimmy, uh, we get Eric Gordon and Marcus Smart, and yeah. Boston gets Capella. Uh, we get Eric Gordon, Marcus Smart, and a draft pick. And uh, and Boston gets Capella. If we took, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take like six first rounders and then like fourteen like pick swaps and for Marcus the next Smart. Years. Yeah, and Marcus Smart, so he can like run in like a meth den at a North Philly or something. Marcus, you they think Marcus Smart is loved in Boston. You know how much Marcus Smart would be loved in Philadelphia. <laughs> Oh my goodness! There, there'd be like entire sections, just the Marcus Smart section. Can you imagine if Marcus Smart was on the uh, Sixers, and then we ended up winning a championship, and then Marcus Smart showed up to an Eagles game? Johns would be lit. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you hear about that gigantic cocaine bust in uh, Philadelphia? Yes, and, I do. Uh, I have an internship at a news station, so morning news. So I hear about all the news all the time now <laughs> in Philadelphia. Yeah, so you saw you saw the like the uh, the uh, gas explosion, right? Yep. And yep. Some, somebody photoshopped Gritty into the gas explosion, and the top comment was just like, we're sorry, Gritty, we'll get your coke back. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So Gritty Gritty did the gas fire. That's funny. Um, oh, so so news uh, just dropped. Uh, so uh, uh, about the Hornets. Um, the Hornets offered Kemba Walker five years and around $160 million, which, as we all know, is nowhere near the Supermax. And then he that's what the cap sh- hit should be for the supermax of two ten. That's that's a good idea. The cap hit should be two twenty one. The cap hit should be like one sixty, or it should be one forty, which is what he's going to get in Boston. Yep. I think I think Jordan did that as a uh, a statement, not to Kemba, but to the league about like what the cap hit should be. Like, stop fucking me over for trying to sign Kemba. Like, I can't afford him. Yeah, I'm just thinking. Like, oh, well, what about all the other contracts you handed out? It's like, well, you can't confound bound bad decisions with another bad decision. This allows, you know, the Celtics or not the Celtics, the Hornets, to stay with all their contracts to be off the books within two years. Yeah, and I think when you renegotiate it, when you renegotiate it, obviously anyone that's on a supermax now, you would just apply the same type of cap hit, I'd imagine, right? If you renegotiate it to something like that, yeah, Uh, I'm just thankful that the CBA negotiations will happen before Joel's supermax. That's all. Before Joel is due for his supermax, so hopefully we have a chance to maybe maybe fix it. Also, uh, I guess we should mention this too. Sometime last week, there was a weird like Al Horford to the Sixers uh, possible <laughs> speculation, which was kind of like weird. I was like, oh, okay. Only play. I guess. Would he be the? Would he be the? Play? I mean, he can play the four. I mean, you saw he guarded Ben, and they could they ran Baines and Horford against us specifically quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, but that definitely more of wouldn't like a be ideal. Than a, yeah. than a true four or five. That's yeah. when you have when you when you don't have a true five, you play two fours kind of thing at like four and a half, four and a half, as yeah. opposed to like Joel, who's a true five, who's going to be in the center kind of thing, and then you'd have Horford running around a bit more. Yep. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, let's see. Any other news or speculation? Did you want that you wanted to discuss? I'm trying to think of what else has been happening around the league. Um, it's just, uh, the, the it's just been a lot of speculation. <laughs> And I, I, I got I got an eye on them. The Sacramento Kings. They've got a max space. Uh, I'm going to see what they oh, want to do. do. Uh, they're going to look to sign Harrison Barnes. Uh, 
I think that's somebody they want to lock in for uh, their piece. Uh, and I'm still excited. Uh, excuse me. They got one more year of Willie Colley Stein, who says he wants out. And the Kings are like, we know we've been trying to trade your bitch ass. <laughs> yeah. It's not working. Um, but I still, I still think uh, they have the ability to make a splash. Maybe, maybe the uh, Kings do something like offer Brogdon the max. And, and then that puts the uh, bucks in the spot of like, oh shit. Yeah. So are you going to max Middleton and Brogdon? Damn, what's Bro- I mean, they kind of uh, have to, Brogdon? and and on top of that, on top of that, one ninety max, like uh, like Jimmy. Yeah, uh, I've I don't know what Brogdon's max would be the same as uh, D'Angelo Russell's. I'm pretty sure. Um, but uh, one fifty eight to stay and uh, one seventeen to go. That would be the same as Porzingis. Okay, then yeah. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, and Porzingis is going to sign his max too with uh, Dallas. Um. Double dirt. So speaking, uh, I guess like triple dirt. I guess we can end it by looking at uh, kind of the Eastern Conference as it as it stands right now for the um, for the at upcoming nine season. O'clock on June twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen. Yes, at nine o'clock on June twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen. Here's the Eastern Conference as it stands. Now we are operating under the assumption that the Sixers run it back. Um, do you want to operate under the assumption that Kawhi stays or he's gone? I think Kawhi stays. He does the two. Okay, points. so let's operate under the assumption that Ka- Ka- let's. Okay, so we're operating that Kawhi is here. I mean, the Kawhi is staying on the Raptors. The Sixers run it back. The Celtics add Kemba Walker, and okay, so here I guess we need to talk about this first. So the Bucks, Brogdon is a free agent, restricted, obviously. Uh, Middleton is unrestricted free agent. Um, Miritich is unrestricted free agent. And Lopez is unrestricted free agent. Lopez is the big one to me, who I feel like oh they really God. need to bring he just, back. He just came here and like played backup five. Like, that would be insane. But so Robin cool. is out there too, though, and I feel like he's a little underrated. He could be a nice little backup five. Um, I like Brooke. Brooke's just too good. Yeah, but I think Brooke's gonna get paid. So do you? Do you? Are you? Is he on the Bucks next year or no? I I think he. I think. Yeah. I think Miritich is the odd man out. I don't think he's back. That's true. I think I think Brooks still going to get paid. It's going to be like a, a low term deal. Uh, if he wants to get take years, he'll take less money and stay with Milwaukee. It's really but up to ownership like, of Milwaukee. Are you are y'all going to pay this tax bill or not? Someone, yeah, someone could swipe in and give him like you know, like three years, sixty five, seventy, seventy five. Like you, you, so I could see somebody really overpaying for a Brook Lopez. Yep, uh, that would be the one who would be the most overpaid. Uh, Middleton's going to get the max from somebody. Uh, that's that's not a question. And I think somebody is going to make make the Bucks offer uh, match an offer sheet on Brogdon. So it'll be a matter of uh, if they're willing to. They're going to be capped out. Yeah, are they going to be willing to overpay Brook Lopez? And then yeah, Miritich is uh, the odd man out. Yeah, Miritich and being they don't have his bird rights uh, either. So. Coming to the uh, to the Sixers, but he's just not big enough to play the uh, play center. Yeah, no. I I I'd want kind of like I kind of think I kind of think if you look at the uh if you look I want at the like draft the picks bamboo that the uh the Phillies fans have to play center. Just like start getting like bamboo plants that you've never planted bamboo before. It's like this really <laughs> invasive species. Yeah. And you think you just plant like a nice grid of 2 by 4 and then like, you know, 20 years later you've just got an entire yard filled with it. So if we plant some bamboo and find a way to speed up the process Precisely. Then you've got like these tall, just like branches that will like block shots. But in seriousness, <laughs> I still want Deadman. Dwayne Deadman is a uh, backup five. Okay, so 
so then I guess okay. So for Bucks, we're saying everyone is back but Miritich, right? Yeah, can we agree I, on that? I, yeah, I, I I think they do pay Lopez. Okay, uh, and then they're gonna they're gonna make their window uh, two years. Okay, so then okay, and so after now that, that they'll be stuck in that cap with uh, Brogdon and Middleton potentially using uh, losing Giannis and then being a middle yeah. team. Yeah, because Giannis is a free agent in two years. Um, so what we're looking at. Uh, honestly, I think Giannis might sign an extent. Okay, I'm getting off topic. Okay, so the Celtics obviously have gotten worse. Horford, not having Horford is going to kill them. I don't care what anybody says. The fact that they don't have Horford anymore, who is the heart and soul of their defense, uh, as far as uh, guarding the other team's best like big player or you know players like Ben Simmons as well. He did great on Simmons. He did great on uh, Giannis. He did great on Embiid. Um, this very underrated defender. They're definitely going to struggle without him. Kemba obviously is not as good as Kyrie, but in Brad Stevens' system, the point guard tends to always uh, overperform their actual value. Looking at Isaiah Thomas, looking at Marcus Smart, looking at uh, they had uh, one random point guard win like NBA Player Terry, of the Terry. Week. Uh, one play, one point guard won like player. Oh, Daniel Daniel Tice. Uh, no, he's a center. Oh, and he's gone too. Uh, oh yeah, Ed Furkan is gone. By the way, went back to Turkey. R.I.P. Anyways, um, Celtics are worse. Bucks will be about the same, a little worse. Um, the Raptors will be the exact same. Um, they'll be better. As long as they yeah, if anything, they'll be better. Well, they might lose Danny Green. They in. might lose Danny Green. They might lose. They're Danny. not going to miss Danny Green. They're going to pick They're, up. Oh somebody. yeah, and they'll I, get, I hope and they'll get OG swipe. back too because he was injured this whole playoff run. I hope Toronto doesn't swipe JJ for some reason. I don't think JJ will sign anywhere but Philadelphia or Brooklyn. Yeah, just because he lives there already. So precisely, that'd uh, be interesting for him. Yep. Uh, I think it depends on who Brooklyn gets or how close maybe him and Kyrie are. Or if KD goes there, I don't know. But KD's injured next year, so I don't know. He's already 35. Um, so I think if you look at the landscape, and I'm not really worried about the second half of the uh, the Eastern Conference, to be honest. I don't I don't really see Detroit doing anything. Charlotte's definitely going to fall off because Kemba's gone. Uh, Atlanta will be marginally better. I don't think there'll actually be anything. Uh, the Nets could be in play, but if Kevin Durant is actually going to come with Kyrie, then KD's injured all next season, so I don't see them doing much just because so much money will be taken up for an injured player. Um, and then you're led by Kyrie, and we all saw how that went. And uh, his supporting cast in Boston is definitely going to be better than whatever supporting cast he has uh, by himself in, in Brooklyn. Um, so I think we have a legit chance if we run it back to, to no bullshit, not just cause we're a Sixers podcast or whatever. We have a legit chance to get to the finals next year, a, a whole season under everybody's belt, running it back, everyone together the whole time. No, we, we turned over the roster three times last year, a whole season under everyone's belt together. I think we legit have a chance against, I don't know who's going to make it to the finals. If the Lakers have one injury, they're kind of screwed. Um, but I, I, my pick is probably the Rockets to make the finals. Um, and I think we can match up well with them if we run it all back. Um, okay. Spicy, early hot take on who makes the finals out of the West. Uh, <laughs> I got Rockets. That's my take right now as it stands. Um, uh, give me some, give me some Utah Jazz. Let's 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 the get jazz? really crazy. Oh yeah, and Mike Connolly went to the Utah Jazz. I didn't mention that. Yeah, Mike Connolly went to the Jazz. Why not? Like, like, let's say like Anthony Davis gets like an eyebrow infection, and Curry, Curry and Kerr smoke uh, some spicy like weed, and they're just <laughs> chilling. 
Um, the Spurs did Spurs things, but, you know, not that year. And the Blazers shoot cold. Why not? Uh, the one the one caveat to that is, of course, the Jazz actually match up terribly with the Rockets. But the thing about the Rockets that I've noticed is that you look at Harden's numbers, Harden plays better in rhythm, you know, when he plays like, you know, back-to-back nights, when he right. can, you know, play every other night. And when he's resting multiple days in a row, he, he, he can be a little, little cold with his shooting. Um, and it's kind of interesting, the style of Houston basketball and how it changes in the postseason when they're trying to get fewer possessions, you know, to, to shoot over the uh, statistical mean and to find a way to Mori ball their way forward. Yep. Oh, it's, whoa, it's, it's, wait, breaking news, breaking news. Uh, JJ Redding dropped a podcast with Zach Lowe and personally, apparently I haven't heard it yet. I'll, I'll listen to it after here, after this. Um, he asked Zach Lowe who he thinks the starting five for the Sixers will be next year. And from the comments I'm looking at, um, uh, apparently JJ seemed amused when Lowe guessed that Tobias wasn't going to be back and was being, quote-unquote, rather cheeky at the end. Yeah, right? Run it back. Run it back! June June 27th. Like, this sucks. Uh, Listen, on Sunday, we will know. I think uh, if, if... the team just puts both max contracts on the table. I think I think Jimmy signs immediately if you put the full five. I think Tobias will take meetings. That's my personal opinion. But you I should think... kidnap Tobias. Just like <laughs> put, put him a, in a van. Pull a, pull a DeAndre Jordan with Tobias. Just don't let him leave. And just like put the van like you know in a tank of water, and then just like give him his max contract, and then just like you know inject him with poison and like you know the antidote antidote is like in the like the pen where he signs his contract once he signs his contract he has the antidote or something like that i think you'd get arrested that's he would not want to stay (laughs) i mean what else do you do besides just just say like hey man you know you're that boy and we need you to be this guy uh and i mean i feel like he knows it himself i mean he saw how close we were he has to know how, and and he even said it himself in an interview. Uh, I think it was with Forbes. He said, um, "We didn't even have that many games played together, and you saw how close we were." Uh, that that's fifty million dollar difference with Tobias, where he can, he can go elsewhere and take fifty million less. He can take and not be and not and be on back. as good of a team. Um, so yeah, Precisely. we are in agreement. It, 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 run it back, uh, Josh Harris. And rest of Sixers ownership, Elton. Spend it, the money, and uh, I will not complain more than once per podcast about ticket prices and parking. <laughs> yes, so run it back. Uh, we are both in agreement. Um, I, I think that that about wraps it up for us uh, now. Uh, we probably as okay. So we're under the assumption that they run it back. Should we should probably do? Should we do an emergency one when they both officially sign? Um, we have to do an emergency one either way, if Jimmy or Tobias sign elsewhere or if they officially sign, right? Yeah, we can make and do a brief one. Just, yeah. just a, a Butler signing and a Harris signing. And then, keep it like five minutes or less. And then another we'll do like one. like 20A, 20B, and 20C for all the different ones. Yeah. Okay. So, the, yeah. so we are agree. So I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, glad we could go over all of that with you. Again, this has been Top 3 Protected. I am Eddie. That was Eric. This was episode 19. And this Sunday... It's going to get crazy. 
Um, and so uh, we're all strapping in, uh, getting ready. Run it back. That is the and plant your bamboo and plant your bamboo. Phillies are four and zero in the bamboo era, and that's pretty cool too. <laughs> So, uh, once again, thank you for listening. Please make sure to rate us five stars or whatever stars, however you feel about us, uh, on Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Anchor, wherever you listen to us, or SoundCloud. Uh, we are there. Um, and, yeah, until next time, see you guys later. And the inability as well. Turnover, though, by Boston. Now Simmons in transition. What a pass to MB! Butler heaves and hits with four tenths of a second.